Hey everybody, welcome to episode 117 of the Bono Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Jingle, welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben BT. How are you on this fine, basically summer day? Yeah, howdy. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like I look sweatier than I am, <laughs> but I'm still quite sweaty. Yeah, you do have the glow of a teenager in his room. Um, yeah, I mean, that sounds a bit bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a compliment. And to, <laughs> to, uh, to bring us with a small sense of no, uh, for normality, uh, we have got our Blood Bowl 3 correspondent and TO extraordinaire in Triple Power, Triple O Trips. How are you today? I'm uber relaxed, but I've not been working today, so I've been sitting in the garden parenting, which is involves watching someone run around while relaxing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you need to write a book, because I think that's just absolutely winning. Um now, an alternative method of parenting is to take your child the other side of the world and let them run around there for four or five weeks. Milton, welcome back to... Thank you. Well, uh, England. Well, welcome back to Hello. this hemisphere. How are you doing? You right? Yeah, I'm doing good. It's good to be back. It is very nice to have you back, dude. Uh, you, you do look refreshed in a yeah. less clammy way than other presenters. <laughs> Definitely feeling refreshed. It's been nice to have a break. Mm. Yeah, well, you've you've been missed, dude. Uh, no, no, it, it's not a, it's not a. Okay, so news. Uh, even though, like Ben said, it's only been a week, it is the beginning of the month or the very end of the month as we're recording, which means third-party stuff is happening, specifically in the Patreon space. So if you've been waiting for some Blood Bowl teams, we've got them for you, which is very exciting. So Brute Fun, uh, although he kind of took a sabbatical for a month because I think it was health-related really more than anything, he's dropped the second part of the monstrous Squig slash Night Goblin slash Standard Goblin team that he's dropped. Have you guys seen the work that he's been doing on this? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, these are amazing. Um, love everything about this. I don't think I've got anything <laughs> remotely like critical to say. Um, yeah, I I've got I've printed the stuff ready to do the print to pitch, and it's just it's just such an awesome awesome range of models. So the first part of the team was basically everything you need to do goblins, and then he's expanded it with more stuff for goblins and everything that you'd need for the squig team and as today he's finished the last piece for um the night goblin team as well so there's a two secret league teams uh from fumble including a very cool mangler squig which is just outrageous a giant cave squig which is again outrageous a squig gobber um who is ironically a bombardier if you remember back when people used those, um, <laughs> a whole bunch of squig hoppers. Is this the right part? This is the I've got the picture of the wrong part of the team here. What a fool! Uh, and uh, another troll to go with it, with a bunch of hoppers and squigs and stuff like that. So it it's it's just it's just amazing. Like 
I, I, I'm just, I'm just so happy with everything he's done on this release. We finally got a proper squig team. Yeah, I don't think we'll get a better one either. You know, I can't, I can't imagine it being topped. I think it's everything I could have wanted from Squigs. And I know we're quite biased. We like brute fun a lot, um, but we like him for a reason. And it's stuff like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think with the exception of maybe his Ripper, it's probably had the warmest reception on the Discord as well. Everyone loves it. Like, there's so much chat about it, isn't there? He does get a lot of flack from people because his designs are quite clearly Games Workshop, but I think mm. this is definitely an instance where he can say, like, he's gone out on his own and, you know, made this into a Blood Bowl team, um, just using their style as influence, um, which I think is really cool. So... Yeah, I, I bang on the money there. Um, I don't know if you guys also caught this, but he he dropped another uh, Grashnak as well, like just literally. Oh yeah, updated oh, Grashnak, yeah, yeah. and so there is a second version of the Star Player Minotaur that's even better than the first one. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. He just plucked it out there. He's like, oh, I needed a, a palette cleanser. I just needed to make something different for a couple of minutes, and I'm like, I'm assuming it was because the Games Workshop Forge model, uh, Forge World model, kind of. Mm was spoiled um which i know we talked about on the podcast last week but I, I actually am a genuinely really big fan of it um the ripper's cool but i actually love the minotaur model like i looked back at it um the other day and i was like this is actually when i did stock up sunday i was looking at it i was like this is really cool now the brute fun grashnak model also very 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 cool so yeah brutey smashed it out of the park um i i'm interested to see where he's gonna go next because Squigs was completely out of left field. The fact that we've got two Secret League teams and a regular team in there is amazing. Yeah. Um, one thing I did say to him was like, if, if he ever wants to make more money, he should put weapons on his goblins and just go down the Age of Sigmar route. Um, oh, definitely. Because I'm looking at the, the Squig Hoppers and I'm like, oh, dude, I just I want these to have little lances and, and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, no, I like Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like, okay uh, i know i love that i really do love that so that's wicked that's all come up um punga finished their chaos halfling team last month which means they're bouncing back into a support staff month at for their sea orcs the battle cruders um sea orcs and they've spawned two models so far of uh, a list of really cool stuff the first is um basically their varag gulchua model which is an orc pirate with an orc pirate hat and a skeleton on his back, which I think befits the kind of Varag model. And the other one they've dropped is this hammerhead shark troll. <laughs> and I know that you were quite a big fan of this one. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's really good fun. Should we? Do we need to print this for you to replace your other, your other, um, your other shark model? Oh, not replace. They can be best friends. <laughs> Just go with the whole troll team. Um, yeah. Punga are also going to do, I think they've got a chainsaw, a bomber um, in the pirate orc theme as well. So uh, they've got all the other models, like a little wizard and probably some cheerleaders and stuff like that. But I mean, you kind of look at the release and you're like, right, which are the key models? And a replacement troll, a varag and two star players is, 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 a, is a pretty good haul. So that's pretty good. Then uh, Agni after dropping just a swamp nurgle team that i genuinely am in love with um the problem agni's like the 
the pictures are so busy right the like the big title page where they've got all the different mm. models they are so busy that i don't think you get a chance to see how good the models are um you almost need to look at it and then come back three days later and go i didn't even see that miniature on it first time honestly that's very much like the case now this month they've also gone the support staff route so i like that uh brute funds kind of dropped out of sync uh, so we're going to get like a brute fun team, support stuff from the other guys, and then swap them around, which I really like. They're going um, down the route of topping up that Amazon team. Um, so they've got all the cool busts and cheerleaders and stuff. They've got a couple of extra blockers in there just to kind of add a bit of variation to your team. But they've got a couple of really cool star player models. First of all, they've done two random acorns, which I love. I think they look amazing. There's, uh, They've done a frog lady. And the frog lady looks very cool with a complete with basically a Disney frog, which I like a lot. The little frog eyes are just pretty awesome. <laughs> I do really like that. And the model itself is great. Um, you've got some cool little nurgling dudes as well, but they've they've just hidden away in this picture is their wither grasp double draw, which I think oh. is the best Ooh. take. Mm uh i mean it's obviously very close to the forge world one but so was the um oh guys who was the who's the the ones who did the model that was like the same week that they did the snake as well um like was, was it fanaf yeah fanaf yeah, fanaf dropped their with a grass double draw model and it was okay it looked a little bit 2000s uh this one i think is a really good alternative uh, so super excited to get my hands on the STLs for this because I, I think that could be cool. I mean, I don't really rate the star player as it <laughs> very much, um, but as a model is very cool. And I've also got Lucky Luke in there, which is a unicorn. And there's a bit of history uh, when it comes to Blood Bowl. There was a star player called Lucky Luke, I think, that was actually a unicorn in one of the very first editions of Blood Bowl. I, I really didn't pay much wow. attention to it. I know, right? So I, I think that's I think that's a nice little throwback. Um, kind of like how Brute Fun did um, Skitter Stab Stab in his Gaven release. Like, looking back at the, the older star players that kind of have just kind of gone away. Um, but yeah, no, cool to see that. They've got some cool busts. Like, we should probably, we should paint some of these sometimes for the channel, just like when things calm down, when winter happens or something. Uh, I think that'd be quite good. Quite good. Yeah, fun. scale them up as well. That'd be quite good. I think it'd work well with Agnes. Well, we can have them as the the uh, ongoing um, channel trophies of uh, who who is currently uh, holding the tr trophy of champions. That's a good idea, actually. That's a very good idea. Oh, 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 oh! I bought my first thing for the studio today. I bought uh, an Auckland Reavers foam finger. Oh, perfect! Oh. Uh, I saw, I saw, I saw something, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I wonder if I can get hold of one." Chopped on eBay, pick one up for twenty quid. And I was like, "Yes, that's brilliant!" I know that's it's going the first bit. Then I was like, "Oh, can we get custom ones made? I wonder if we can get Bonehead Podcast foam fingers made up." Oh, and you can. So I've put, an, I completed their inquiry form because I was like, "This is completely <laughs> unnecessary, but would be wicked." Um, again, just like for the studio. <laughs> Sure. Well, yeah. For the studio and for Milton at every tournament to go and poke the coaches that didn't do their rosters right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Agni doing some great stuff there. Um, I am going to show you something else that Agni are doing. They just kind of hinted at that I'd not really paid attention to, but I looked at earlier on today. Look at this. 
Oh, is that nobility? That is nobility. Ugly. Oh, why is there oh. always like a great nobility team coming out? <laughs> like every month. I want them all. Uh, this, yeah, it's looking super promising. Now, Ugly has kind of like a, a I'm going to say sketchy in the way of art, not dodgy English vernacular, like a sketchy style. But mm. this, this armor is clean these are some really clean looking sculpts for Ogni. so again like thunder. they they do they do actually yeah and and it's oh god we are absolutely spoiled at the moment with the third party like this is amazing all these teams that are dropping and it's like you can pick them up for 30 40 pounds complete with big guy and accessories and it's just wicked like absolutely golden age um all uh, the thing is with good human linemen is it, it fills out owa right it, yeah. feel, it fills out a Chaos Renegades team if you wanted to go that route. It's it's uh, vampires if you wanted to kind of kitbash your own vampire team. Um, yeah, it's very, very, very cool. So that, that one's it. down the road. Uh, oh, we've got more good stuff here. Trips, have you seen the Torchlight Dark Elf preview? I haven't, but I'm already liking them because they look like you can stab your fingers on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did a I did a Racco uh, Vendetta print to pitch with some cyborg orcs, and I swear to God they are the spikiest models. Really, like, it's phenomenal. It's it's genuinely painful to hold them. Like it it's it's awesome. It's not an experience I've had since I stopped playing like forty k orcs. It's just that <laughs> every angle is just painful to hold. Um, Cal drops that the second edition goblins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's ever following me, I'm just going to chuck this out the window at them. Um, no, so Torchlight have done a dark elf team this is going to be coming out next month and it is in their signature style of a little bit cartoony a little bit exaggerated um oh i bum chins what's the correct term for that is there a correct <laughs> yeah you know the old kurt russell uh, cleft, we know what you mean cleft chin uh, yeah cleft chin. <laughs> uh apologies to anyone out there who has a cleft chin I actually quite like the witch elves as well they're not absurd which is although the one on the left looks like her legs are a bit disproportionately long. Uh, yeah, I think it might just be the angle. Yeah, um, I think so. It's a bit of a weird angle, isn't it? I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I think that might not be her leg. That might be the back. Not of her. not not the most horny witch elves I've seen. I've got to say, but yeah. <laughs> very like. reasonable. Yeah. I, yeah. I, the um, the models that actually got my interest were the the uh, the assassins. I, um, no, they, those no, are great. straight in as my favourite ones. There. They're they, good, and I think it might be the face being covered up as well. But yeah, I could see them definitely having some stabby, stabby fun. So uh, I do like the Dark Elf teams. They do have the the kind of slight exaggerated features of a Torchlight team and the slight slight skinny arms of a Torchlight team. But I mean, Torchlight have done some brilliant stuff. Their ogres are sneaky brilliant. Uh, the corn team's amazing. Um, actually. They just dropped a chaos team that's fantastic as well. So, so they're on a bit of a burner. So that's that's very 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 cool. And then I think the last of the teams to show off is uh, Realm of Path. So Ben, this is the these are the guys that you flagged up a couple of months ago. You were like, oh, by the way, I just discovered the best um, Tomb King team this side of Punga, this side of Russia. Um, and uh, watching their stuff last month, they did a support staff one, which was pretty cool. They had a cool bonefire dude price the slice um and then they've just dropped a what i think is a pretty brilliant norse team 
Um, I mean, they had me at Snow Troll. Like, this guy is just... It looks yeah, a bit weird kids, but it's cool. It does, yeah. This looks like some kind of, like, ice troll from D&D. Yes. Like, yeah, it yeah. really does. It looks like it should be packaged in a see-through plastic container. Yeah. Uh, the nanometer have, thin base or have a clicker on the base like from the old oh, age, yeah, the hero clicks. yeah exactly <laughs> that's it um but i mean that's not bad uh this guy reminds me of Sabretooth from x-men mm-hmm. uh which yeah I kind of i really like the look of that as well i mean the elves are pretty cool his goggles are kind of stupid but i mean you know as far as watching the nfl goes stupid style is part of being a sports player uh, but the actual core of the team, the core Norse guys, the face details, brilliant on all of them. They are properly roided up. Um, and the Valkyries are, again, very realistic sports players. Uh, so, yeah, it's a pretty cool team from them, too. So if you're in the market for a Norse team, don't fancy the Games Workshop one. I do quite like the Games Workshop one. Um, the Realm of Paths team will be dropping. Oh, and again, these guys would make great... Um, great packed lineman yeah mm. yeah that's true mm. same criticism i think i had with the tomb king one it's like the sculpting is really really good and the posing is a little bit awkward um that was what i'd say on on a couple of them um that's fair actually the running ones yeah the, the but... um the, the tomb king one the posing for the skeletons it kind of was all right because they had this kind of um evil dead yeah. vibe to them yeah they were kind of like that is a silly pose but then the skeleton's smiling so it's kind of okay um yeah there's definitely a but really nice models anyway, so... Yeah, they've done some good work. The beer balls are pretty cool. Uh, but no, it's wicked to see that team drop as well. So that was a great spot there, Ben. And last but not least, when it comes to news, we are building a stadium. And we would like some help to paint the crowd. So we're going to build a stadium, well, at least one stadium side, and we want to fill it with crowd models so that when we stream games... Uh, a tournament whether we stream live games that we've got the pitch then the dugouts and the dice tray and then a wall of stands with fans in um and um we kind of had a chat about this the other week we've got a po box now for the podcast and what we'd really like is for you guys to help us out with some uh stadium crowd models so either you can um, grab the po box and ship us some models i have to say graham pickett was the first one who uh, painted up a model for the stadium. I've got the little dwarf of him up there, blue tacked to the side of something, looking at me. So he will be the first to go into the stadium. But we're looking for crowd-like models, uh, kind of small to medium-sized. But if you pick up anything off the website, if off our shop, um, add paint the crowd, and I'll chuck a few random models that I've got lying around for this purpose that come from all kinds of places. Um, some have been donated to be part of the, the crowd. Some have just like the appropriate crowd models. Uh, some are just like players that work well for crowds that I've printed off and I've just got a big box. So if you fancy painting up a few guys to go in our crowd, um, click the button, uh, ship them to us. And um, I kind of thought the best way to, to reimburse you postage um, because I know postage is expensive is if you do ship us some, some models, what we'll do is we'll give you a free postage code for the for the um for the shop because i don't think going the whole route of refunding postage and trying to figure out i just think that's a recipe for disaster and trying not to add all that kind of admin to it but if you if you're willing to paint a few guys uh for us it would be awesome because um, then we can build it up and then when we start doing the bonehead championship later this year hopefully we'll have a wall of fans 
which will be really, really, really cool. So that's yeah, hard. be like a where's Wally to find, hopefully. Yeah, yeah I think get a lot. Of them. Do some slow pans, and then when we muck around with live streams, and we kind of you know what we do with like with the with the pan tilt zoom cameras, which we did when I think we did the the lizard Amazon game. Yeah, I could just be like, look through the crowd. Can you find your model? Um, <laughs> Why do we call this crowdsourcing? Oh, for that feels God's really... sake! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what it is now. Yeah, yep. crowdsourcing, crowdsourcing cool. the crowd. Uh, absolutely wicked. So yeah, it's only been a week. There's some good stuff going on in uh, in Blood Bowl land. Okay, and with that news wrapped up, it's over to games and hobby. Now, this one has only been a week, been a week so I don't know if there's going to be too much kicking around. But has anyone got any games in? Anyone got some hobby in? Buying things? Uh, I think I, I did actually get some games in. Um, my sister came down with her fiance and uh, spent the weekend with her family. Played Nemesis, fantastic. Always loved that game. I don't know if I've spoken about it on a on the podcast. Maybe I have actually. But yeah, it's a, it's it's quite a well known game. It's like the alien themed one. That's like really themed after the alien movies. Um, yeah, and it's just so good. Like it's it's like the old like Battlestar Galactica. Um, someone's like. It's it's not so much someone is like a Cylon, it's everyone is. And your agenda could be like, make sure that specific player doesn't make it out alive, um, which is just great. And it's full of backstabbing, loved every second of it. I think I <laughs> threw everything into disarray and everyone thought I was sabotaging everything, but my goal was just to survive. Um, but I ended up just getting ripped apart in like the first half an hour. It was fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would actually love to play Battlestar with you, uh, I think. Then we did. We did. <laughs> We did. We did. Yeah. We did at your house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Before your wedding. I don't. Hang on. We must have Remember. played. Yeah, but that means that Craig must have played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then fine. Uh, if if we're there suspecting <laughs> Craig, then we wouldn't have suspected you of anything, Ben. Because it doesn't matter. I, yeah. I think I was the sign. <laughs> no, it was Craig. And I think I won actually. No, it was definitely Craig. It was Craig. Was it? No, was it? But yes. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's right. Then we played. We had Secret Hitler as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. Oh, wicked. No, Nemesis is definitely. Um, I think somebody brought it to Wobble one day. I was like, I think it was maybe yeah, it was Dan. Yes, it was. It was Dan. Yeah, yeah. and it just... yeah, that was the first time I played it, and I bought it afterwards. Yeah, mm. so good. It looks so 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 good. Um, I uh, I don't have a huge amount of game stuff. I've been hobbying some things. I've been printing some stuff as ever. I've been editing some stuff as ever, but had a great moment uh, last couple of days where I had a little hobby moment where, where Tiff just absolutely crushed it. I thought I thought of you actually, Ben. Um, I got this message from her and she was like, I've seen this game. I was like, awesome. She found a Kickstarter board game all by herself it was like just googling it found this kickstarter board game found this like victorian flowers like exploring game um and yeah so all of a sudden my wife was like yep gonna back this kickstarter just went off and back to board game kickstarter and i'm like this is amazing this is how Love it begins that. i know um, i think i saw that actually i think i nearly got it myself because the art sold me yeah um, it's, it's really beautiful yeah it, yeah it, it looks like the pictures that you would have on the wall of a very old person's house um, yeah or your D room 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kind of like you know the the sciency aspect to it, like the yeah, alchemy. Yeah, for sure. Aspect. Yeah, it's the sort of academia. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so yeah. cool. So we've got that, and that will turn up uh, probably never. Um, but uh, yeah, and the other thing I did, I'm going to take points for this because I didn't back Warzone, uh, the Kickstarter. Okay. I was so 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 tempted, and I, I held off, I held off, I held off. I was like, I don't need these models, and it was because uh, they weren't due to be fulfilled for over a year, which is just that's what, just digital. Oh no, one digital weather they'll resin. Yeah, yeah it's just too long, too really? long for me. Yeah, okay. I, I've been spoiled, I think, by I mean, trips. You'll back me up on this. All the kickstarters are like STL stuff, oh. and you get them within weeks. Yeah, you, you've barely finished backing them, and they're uh, they're already wave one is on its way to download. It's a, a very good way of doing it, I think. Mm. But no, other than that, I haven't even bothered playing Blood Bowl 3. Did play some uh, Bolt Gun. That's been quite, mm -hmm. quite fun. Oh, yeah, I played that, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't finished it, though. I think I think you kind of see everything. In the, I think it gets a bit too long. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good, though. It's very good. Oh, it's great. It's quite, quite short, then. No, it's actually quite long. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I, I really like it. I, I'd say it's a solid seven out of ten. Like it does everything perfectly well. Um, just gets a bit repetitive towards the end. Uh, okay. Yeah, I kept getting ganked by Chaos Terminators and just got like, I was like that's probably enough for me for today. I've not, <laughs> I've not turned it back on since, but um, that's just so good. So I was playing it and I, I took the laptop downstairs, plugged it into the TV, got the little, uh, got my controller out and started playing it. And Tiff was like what the hell are you playing i was like video game you keep telling me i need to play more video games and chill out so i'm doing it and she was watching it um she was watching out watching me play and i was like oh yeah she was like what the hell is that and i was like oh that's a flamer flamer of teach it's a demon she was like how do you know these things and i was like because it's because because it's 40k she's like what is it i was like yeah this is a warhammer game like this is warhammer set in 40k like i'm running around i'm a space marine um <laughs> so she was like oh this is a normal game uh but it's got retro graphics which is just where i'd live <laughs> yeah it's really good it feels great to play i think it's also set it's set on the planet or like the first area the first chapter is set on the planet of um the space marine game it's set after the events of oh, space really? marine yeah it's set up, oh. you're on the same planet as they reference like leandros and... oh okay yeah oh he didn't he get a really good model recently <laughs> oh uh, titus. titus yeah oh, oh yes my mistake <laughs> mm. <laughs> no that was a bit bit controversial that one wasn't it Ah, just a, a little bit of a swing and a miss but uh, mm. i mean anybody else got any games or hobbying um well i've not been here but i have watched an extraordinary amount of 40k on youtube oh you're on gonna get sucked in milton well no i've i've sort of saved myself by booking myself into blood bowl tournaments uh <laughs> I think that's probably the sensible way to do it. So yeah, I've got yeah. Sam, Sam Bowl on the eighth of July, which is uh, which is here on the island, um, and then Barton Bowl, I think it's called in yep. uh, in Eastley, uh, which is being run by Hex Baron on the I want to say the sixteenth mm -hmm. of July, um, and I have already sorted my rosters out for those because you know putting your roster in late would make you a terrible, terrible person, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I was really hoping you were going to forget. <laughs> oh, I don't think he can. I think he's, I think, I think he's committed too much. It's part of his um, personality trait now. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about those. I, I, I've got one miniature I need to paint, which is the shark, because I'm going to run him as, as glottal stop. Nice. Which I think will be fun. Um, 
so yeah no i'm excited about that i'm excited to get back to doing some hobby i uh i think like the holidays like recharged my creativeness and uh hopefully you'll see some painting out of me in the next coming weeks oh dude it'd be cool to see one of your shark trolls painted as the final piece for your team mm, uh, good well yeah I think that's awesome. How about you, Trips? I know you've been chilling with the family for the last week. Which... Yeah, I've had four days off in a row. So, um, no, five days off in a row. Yeah. Super relaxed. <laughs> Dreading to see what the inbox looks like tomorrow morning. <laughs> really don't care right now. Um, I haven't done any hobby, but I have uh, just about gone through and found every last unpainted or unbuilt thing and listed it and started to put it into priority order because didn't know it i'd only had a couple ahead that i wanted to do and i was like yeah i like to have like two or three plans ahead so i can move around and i can set some hobby painting goals to uh to uh get through to the end of the year without having missed anything do you use a do you use an app yeah um so yeah i use a, a database app notion to do it because then i can just timeline them in and when i forget that I was in six weeks' time, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I wanted to paint that guilty." Because <laughs> there was a there was a there was a painting app for that. Yeah, it's painting app. Was I found it really good, but the problem was it just um, every time they updated it, um, I had to reset up how I was using it, and it was like I, I oh, was spending more time and effort organizing than doing. I um, I mean, I've got to commend you. I I can't think of anything worse than a list of every model uh, to be painted. <laughs> Because it would be just a list of every model. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel better about doing it this year than I did last year because things I did and listed last year have ended up being painted and magnetized and put in the display boxes. So I'm like, oh, it sort of worked. I had that self fulfillment. So I might try it again. <laughs> very, 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 very cool. Um, yeah, the 40K, well, your, your kill team's just maybe think of the navy breaches i've read an article about how you can use navy breaches in 40k and it's just it's all just so so very tempting at the moment um and i, I did try to watch the games workshop uh battle what are they called battle companies battle forces battle what combat do you mean? patrol combat patrol yeah. yeah that's the one yeah uh today because and uh Fortunately, I couldn't couldn't watch the whole video, so I kind of moved on with my life, which I think has helped me as well because I'm just like so tempted by the 40k thing. But I think it's again a lifestyle choice, and Blood Bowl <laughs> is just significantly better. Yeah, and remember, you, we do have potentially Blood Bowl three season one coming at the end of June. So just as <laughs> just as 40k starting to ramp up and get distracting, you I might think... actually be able to play that. I think the thing that always saves me is I painted an entire Age of Sigma army at the beginning of the pandemic and they've never left their box. Like, yeah. It makes me wonder if painting an entire 40k army is worth it. <laughs> I've um, I've had this editorial video like floating around in my head for a little while now, which is do you like wargaming or just the idea of it? Mm. Um, oh, that's so that's true. a good one. So many yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, that rings so true. It's like a four-hour chat about that somewhere. I know I've definitely spoken about with Milton about this. With it's the same with MMOs. Mm. Yeah, I love have the a good idea. Discussion. Yeah, the idea. I mean, okay. To be fair, I have gone hard relatively recently in a lot of MMOs, but like, I still am not quite 
at that dragon that I've been chasing for mm-hmm. 15 years of coming home after school playing RuneScape with the boys like every day <laughs> and like or like World of Warcraft I think for Milton and for a lot of other people it's just like there was that golden age of MMO yeah. gaming where it was everything is how how you talk to your friends I mean they were your like best friends 2010 and, like that, that oh that yeah was, surely that era was just yeah. insane whenever the guild got released Mm, yeah yeah around that point of time yeah always chasing that nostalgia trip just yeah. never never quite getting it getting glimpses and then you go and play an mmo and everyone's offline and you're like uh-huh. yeah that's that's what it's like now like people are busy yeah stop living your life come back yeah <laughs> see i i only dipped into mmos a little bit and then I was quite lucky because pure ownage came along and I just got sidetracked into competitive RTS instead. <laughs> so so I was like, ah, oh, I could, I, you know, you could, I could run around on WoW with a multicolored elf or I could be uh, liberating oil fields with uh, CNC generals. Uh, with oh, Pal- the generals? Yeah, Paladin I thought it Starcraft. Uh, actually, you know, I never really got into StarCraft until like the last five years when um, I was watching a lot of Day 9 stuff and I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, competitive StarCraft, what the hell is this? Like, it's just amazing. Um, and I, I, Tiff was looking, because my YouTube's on the TV downstairs and she was kind of like flicking through earlier, like the other week, she was like looking at stuff. It was recommending some, what was it recommending? It was recommending uh, chess coverage. And she was like, why is there a of chess videos? I was like, yeah, I love watching chess coverage. She was like, what? I was like, yeah, and StarCraft 2. She was like, what is this? And I showed her, and I was like, this is this massive thing. And I was like, this is what I want for Blood Bowl because it's just so exciting. It's just... just... What's, what's, the, what's the term they use in the RTSs? I've forgotten now. It's been so long. Like, they're clicks per minute. Oh, APM. APM, that's it, yeah. When you're yeah. watching them and the movement, like the, the pros, like the movement and like how much they're doing and they're like micromanaging the yeah, base it's and all it's about the, on the other the side of the field. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, like Day 9 and I think it was Total Biscuit yeah. for StarCraft yeah. 2 was yeah. just oh, fantastic. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, really enjoyed that. That was good fun. Oh, I know, right? It's, yeah. it's oh, oh, yeah. simpler times. We've been blessed with some good gaming stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what um, what's what's next in gaming space? Do you think? Like, genuinely, what what where can they go that isn't just play it, Ready Player One? Oh, well, like video gaming? Yeah, just um, like in general. Like, because the best game they brought out recently was Bolt Gun, which was just basically Doom with a better engine. I don't think you play enough games, Ben. There's a lot of good <laughs> games coming out. Yeah, I, like I think a lot the stuff that's doing really well right now is. Our single player experiences to be honest i think multiplayer is reaching a point where i mean it's reached a point it's getting worse of um live service stuff i think that's really kind of like punishing multiplayer a lot like every game wants to be the only game you play mm-hmm. but that's not realistic and it means you're not getting a full experience unless it's the only <laughs> game you play 40k um, would like a work yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah a lot of strong opinions on that um but yeah i think I think there are some really solid and positive moves in the games industry. It's just a bit it's ruined by a lot of the companies, if I'm being honest. That's kind of it. It's, like, it's, inter- it's interesting you say that, Ben, because like I've seen, obviously we've had the Switch for a little while now, but we've got the Steam Deck, and I think it was Asus released their... The ROG out, Ally. Yeah, the ROG, ROG Ally, and we're seeing like a huge movement in terms of hardware towards that, uh, the sort of the handheld market. And I find... Personally, I found that like playing sort of those single player RPGs and having that single player experience on the handhelds, particularly the Switch, 
has been really good. It's given me like far more variety of like games to play and everything. So yeah, I can see that happening. Mm. I did wonder like virtual reality stuff's kind of died a little bit, hasn't it? There was a big push for it a the few gimmick. years back. The gimmick feels to have been. I wonder if it'll come around at some point. Whether or not we'll go back towards that, I don't know. I think ultimately VR was killed because it was really cool, and then Facebook ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know if it's been properly killed. I think the, um, thankfully, the metaverse idea has um, actually been killed. Thankfully, that was a waste of time and money. Um, but yeah, because it's just not what people want. I, I think it could go somewhere. It's just, yeah, the technology is just not quite ready yet. Um, I think we'll see. I think AR is the biggest thing. I still do. I thought there's a university and that was 10 years ago. You did, yeah. Yeah, but... Oh, um, did we see the AR app for Blood Bowl? We did. Yeah. Oh, that got me so hyped. I really need to talk to them. Yes. I really want to like generally have a chat with them yeah. because I want to see what's going on with that. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's exactly what I wanted. It's exactly it. Having uh, tabletop like project stuff into art. Oh, imagine that you invite your friend over, you put your specs on, and and then suddenly you have weather effects and cannons and. <laughs> But didn't uh, like Google? Was it Google Glass? Yeah, oh, uh, no, yeah. The, it was the Hololens. Was yeah, Microsoft. but didn't didn't that just like die an instant death? Oh, the glass like... wasn't AR though. The glass was just a tiny screen in the, the, gla- the in the yeah, cloud. The, the glass never really took off. I think it was just a proof of concept thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a classic Google move. Of, we've yeah. got this tech. We're going to release it like as a product and then kill it off oh. the next week. Is, is it is it in that list of like dead? It is <laughs> killed by Google. Though, I, I love that. That's so good. <laughs> Should have given it to Elon Musk. Would have been all there. <laughs> oh God! I know. <laughs> had a great moment where uh, one of our neighbours bought a Tesla recently. Uh, and he had a, a fit of rage when he found out that because it had been so warm, it was automatically turning the aircon on because they automatically turned the aircon on, so it just wrecked his battery. <laughs> because that's pretty funny. Yeah, I know. I thought it was hilarious, especially because like. America's not cold, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are they based in like Texas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really understand that. I assume that there's a setting you could do, uh, but um, it just made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. I know. Everything's a setting on the. <laughs> yeah. Just got to figure it out. <laughs> right. Um, one last thing to talk about before we talk about the FAQ, which is, uh, did anybody catch the the stuff from NASA today? No, no. I spent a solid hour or so watching this NASA conference because they were talking about how they've been investigating UAPs, like the new UFO terminology, and um, <laughs> it, was, it was such a waste of time. Like they, they, it was proper corporate. Uh, like you know how you go to your corporation and you say, "Hey, these are the problems. This is what we want. We want to know the answer to these questions." And they go, "Well, our stance is that we support you and that we believe in supporting you and that we're going to support you by supporting you." And you're like, "What are you going to do about it?" Well, we're going to support you. We'll look into it, uh, which was basically all it was, except for one bloke who was like, "We need to get rid of the stigma." Uh, so that people can talk about UAPs, so that pilots can talk about UAPs. And most recently, I was talking to a pilot who thought he saw a UAP, uh, but was able to kind of double back around it, and turned out that it was a Bart Simpson balloon. And I was watching the stream, and I was like, what a great way to get rid of the stigma on UAPs. Uh, so, yeah. The fighter pilot is just like, an alien. It's just a balloon. Yeah, that History Channel guy was just like, it's my moment to shine. Uh, and, uh, yeah. 
Did you have like, to educate me. What does UAP like? What's the acronym for? Oh, unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, okay. Because they they basically had to rebrand it because UFO got wrecked by. Well, I don't think she could wreck anything, but um, Scully. Gillian uh, oh. Anderson wrecked it. So. Oh, that's a shame. Files. I know. I mean, you you linked the video, and I was like, uh, "Oh, that was well, a different video. Act? That was just happening." Oh, that was a different video. Oh, okay. Because I was like, "Oh, well, great. They're going to tell us that like aliens exist and they're here somewhere." And then yeah, you were like, "No, that was super disappointing." I was like, oh, I so, oh, never mind. I did see a recent thing where I think it was a NASA like spokesperson or something said, um, "It was something along the lines." They were, they were like, kind of grilled on it, and they said, "We can't say there's a zero percent chance." of like extraterrestrial life and i think all the conspiracy theorists were just like there is they're covering it up and he's saying no, there's just a non-zero chance <laughs> oh, yeah, like that, everything that, that other yeah. video was on the fermi paradox that was that yeah. was a, that was a really good one actually um if anyone's interested in the fermi paradox let me know and i will link you to this brilliant little thing <laughs> that was like what's the worst possible outcome the fermi paradox is um basically like it's that that classic phrase along the lines of uh, "There's only two possible outcomes: is that we're alone or that we're not, and they're both equally terrifying." <laughs> so it's kind of that aspect. Um, it was a really good podcast, and this like this scientist bloke was like, "I genuinely believe that we probably are alone, and it is the most harrowing, depressing thing I could ever think of: is that it's just humanity." And, the, and it was just a phenomenal little podcast. So I was out there cleaning up my prints. I was like, yeah, let's prep 25 puggies. Here we go. Wash them up. And I'm listening to this guy be like, yeah, no, we, there, there should be aliens out there. But um, no one's seen anything, heard anything. And it's entirely possible that actually, as much as we don't want it to be true, humanity is a miracle and we're doomed. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 I feel much better about this. I could be working right now, but uh, uh, yeah, I thought I won't be depressed. I'll go outside and listen to a podcast, and I'm just sitting there rocking backwards and forwards with uh, with like in, in, in my little IPA cave. Um, uh, yeah, I, if I anyone's listening, alcohol. when you, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> IPA cave, yeah, yeah just me and a brew dog rocking yeah. backwards and forwards. If anyone's listening on YouTube, um, we are sorry for screwing up your algorithms. You're going to get UFO content now. <laughs> yeah. You are welcome. Actually, didn't one of you guys the other day say that your YouTube feed has been messed up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a real um, it's a, it's a real mixed bag. YouTube is dangerous with, algor with the algorithm, man. Like, I could be just like, oh, that's a cool documentary on, like, the Martini Henry rifle. And then it's just like, oh, no. Oh, no, I'm now getting right-wing gun, gun videos. <laughs> <laughs> watch some leftist stuff yeah okay that's good Mine's <laughs> although i think milton and i probably share the same problem which is why is youtube showing peppa pig mm. all of a sudden <laughs> someone else has clicked yeah. on something <laughs> it's like 40k blood bowl cocoa melon okay <laughs> as long as it's educational just like yeah. UFO documentaries. Anyway, talking about other things that are emotive and that people disagree with, I think it's time to talk about the FAQ. Let's go, FAQ, let's go. Okay, it's May, just about. 
and we've had the uh, FAQ drop um, this week. It dropped on bank. Was it bank holiday Monday morning? It was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little message from Trips at like quarter past eight saying, "Ooh, they found the file," and I'm like, "Ooh, exciting! I'll go film a video," uh, which was cool. And yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to kind of just flick through the FAQ changes, um, and then basically have a bit of a a bit of a conversation at the end on on what the impact is, and just to kind of. I don't know. Have a grief counselling session uh, a little bit. Uh, first one is can use a team reroll to force an opposing coach to reroll a dice in any circumstance? No, we all knew that. Uh, if two teams have the same CTV, do either team gain inducements and can either team spend gold pieces from the treasury? No. I like that as well. Um, so if you both rock up at 1100, neither of you gets to spend cash. Um, I think that's a good thing. I think the, the petty cash stuff I mean, it's been up and down, isn't it? But scumming mm-hmm. was always a thing in Blood Bowl 2. Uh, and this kind of helps that be less the case. It also means yeah. that you can't have 400k in your treasury, rock up, and then just buy Borg and give your opponent a whole seven wishes to nuffle, or whatever that is, because I do not want to roll that many knuckle dusters and have them do nothing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's absolutely fine. Happy with that. Um... If during a blitz kickoff event, a player with the animal savagery trait knocks down a dude on your team, does it cause the blitz to end? No, which I think is basically how we've been playing it anyway. No, you've returned over anyway. And that's... Yeah. yeah. Um, if you've got armor 8 plus or less and you roll Ironheart skin on a random, can you re-roll it? Yes, you can, which makes sense. So those Ironheart skinned goblins out there will get a re-roll in the future. Uh, this one actually came up at Beachhead. This was a ruling, I think, the trips you and I had to get together and make. Yeah. Uh, if a player with foul appearance is chosen as a target of the foul action, do you need to roll for foul appearance before you kick them in the head? No. Foul appearance only activates against a block. Um, so it's good to see that other people have asked the same question. Uh, and it makes sense. Like, that's fine. Yeah, I think yeah. you roll, they're in the ground. You're going to kick them. You're not really worried about what they look like unless they stand back up again. Yeah, yeah it's very much just bite the curb uh if a player with the trait that requires them to roll a dice to see if they can activate normally such as bonehead or unchanneled fury and wishes to declare a, a target if they're right so you've got a guy with a negative trait they want to target someone with dump off or foul appearance what order does that trigger it goes i pick a guy i pick a target i roll bonehead or unchanneled fury or whatever then dump off triggers then foul appearance triggers which Again, I think that's how we've always ruled it, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that it's important that that's clarified for trips, you and your favourite skill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I like the fact that FAQ got the FAQ help dump off. It's just really clarified that you should be using it as a skill. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did talk about that in the when I did the Norse team guide, because uh, I was talking about... Um, about throwers and how very much like dump off i don't i don't i don't ever really want my ball carrier to be hit um like i'm not okay with it but if your uh if your dump off guy does have pass they can use pass when using dump off which i think is that how it's always kind of been played trips yeah that's i think it's how people have always played it the confusion is it's because it's not in your turn yeah it's in the opposing turn so can you activate your skills I guess that works kind of like catch, really, doesn't it? If you yeah. try to catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Cannoneer work with Hail Mary? Yes. 
<laughs> this question is my favorite question. Uh, can a player with both the bombardier skill and the dump off skill use dump off to throw a bomb when they're chosen as a target ever block action? No, nice try. but how great would that be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolute. I just, that would be amazing. I'm going to blitz bomber. Just... <laughs> yeah, okay. Throw a quick bomb. Blamor. In, in, in a blaze of glory. That would be amazing. And, and who's ended up with a bombardier with Dumpoff on to ask that question? I mean, a random passing, potentially, to try and fluke into um, nerves of steel, Hail Mary pass, or quit all accurate, maybe? I could see it. I'd imagine, yeah. Running pass? I, I can see. Uh, certainly it's not something you'd check, but I think that's a wicked. that would have been a wicked combination. Uh, if a player has a mighty blow and claws, they can't use mighty blow to modify the armor roll. Can they still use it to modify the injury roll? Yes. I think we all very much knew that mm -hmm. one. Um, if a player with a ball and chain trait moves into a square or can buy a bear prone or stunned player, does the resulting armor roll benefit from mighty blow? No, because it's not a block action. Um, again, that won't trigger as part of a foul because it's not a foul action either if you've got a dirty player on your ball and chain, uh, which I think is the right ruling, but that would be quite mm -hmm. an entertaining way of doing that as well. But not the case. Uh, so, Pink, can a team re-roll be used to re-roll a regen roll under any circumstances? No. I feel like this question's asked, like, and has been asked since the inception of this version of the game. It's come up at Wobble a couple of times, isn't it? Yeah. Is it because they yeah. specify which ones you can't do? I think so, yeah. And is regen not in their list? Yeah. Except yeah. it is now. Um, yeah. Can Griff use his consummate professional special rule to re-roll the roll to see if he recovers from being KO'd? No, not that professional when he's unconscious, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, Death Zone, can the rampant, rampant mutation spell be used on a star player? No. Dungeon Bowl, can a... This one I want your guys' opinion on. Can a team re-roll be used to re-roll when seeing which portal a player comes out of when they teleport? I think we always ruled this as no, didn't we? Mm, yeah. um, and they said because no. of the portal navigator skill, because there's a specific skill to allow you to do it. So why else would you ever take that skill? Mm -hmm. And I think there's also like a kind of neutral element mm. to the portals, like kind of like a throw-in, right? Yeah, yeah. But you can't roll a throw-in, even though one option is usually more beneficial than the other. So mm. it's kind of from a thematic point of view, your player's not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Your player is catching the ball, is throwing the ball, is throwing a block, is making a dodge. They're not controlling the teleporter. So that makes sense. Uh, can a player with no hands open a chest? No. Again, that seems reasonable. So sorry, College of Death. Your, your little wraith boys are no good. Um, can Grashnak use his gourd by the bull special rule to roll an additional block dice to a maximum of three after rolling the block dice? No, you have to use it before that. Um, he's got the special ability that I think once per game, once per half, he just turns any block you're making into a three-die block. Um, unless. Can Grashnak use his gourd by the bull special rule when he would be rolling two block dice and the opposing dude would uh, choose in order to only roll a single block dice? No. So... If you make if you're making a negative dice, I guess his ability doesn't work. But yeah, that's fine. Can Ivar Eriksson use his raiding party special rule to raid himself as long as he's open? Yes, he can. So Ivar can Ivar himself. Uh, I think that's. I don't know if that's come up much to be honest with you. But... No, but it's quite a little upgrade to that special ability to confirm because it's that's an extra move isn't it effectively is that the one where he can make a player move one square yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So and I think it's an unmarked player. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ivar's got, what, block tackle guard? Strength four? Strength yeah. four, yeah. He's, I mean, he's a solid sounds player. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could pop him in as a guard piece, mm. block around him, and then blitz Activate with him, him afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, that's cool. Uh, does a player with hit and run move their one free square before or after following up as part of a block or blitz action? After following up, which again I think is how we ruled it. So you punch, follow up, then dance away. Otherwise, it would be uh, run and hit, really, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Grashnak, Grashnak, Ivar, that one. Cindy Pie Whistle. If Cindy Pie Whistle declares she's using her all you can eat special rule, all you can eat means once per game she can throw two bombs in one on one go, uh, but hits herself with the first throw bomb special action, um, either through a th- fumble, does, does she still want to be ejected and does she count as having used a special rule? She counts using a special rule, but she's not, uh, doesn't roll for being ejected after throwing the second bomb because she doesn't actually throw the second bomb. Uh, and does Nobler Blackwall have to declare a blitz action if he wishes to move before using his kick and when they're down special ability against a prone or scun- stone stunned opponent? Yes. Okay. Again, that's, I mean, useful for him, but that's fine. Um, all right. This is where it starts getting interesting. So the first rule, the first big hitter here is Sneaky Git. Now, Sneaky Git is an agility skill that allows you to do two things. If you roll a double on the armor roll while fouling, you're not sent off. If you break armor, then roll a double, you are sent off. But if you roll a 12 to break the armor, you are not getting sin-binned for that one. It has a second paragraph that is now dead, which is you can continue moving after you've fouled. Now, if you sneaky get someone, if you foul someone ever, you have to stay where you are. That is the end of your movement. That's the end of your activation. And this is kind of the, the tip of the the iceberg i think the theme of this faq is it's kind of a a removal nerf uh where you've got a a triple a trio of things and the first one starting with with sneaky git now i know that there was a period of time where sneaky git was 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 spam people were spamming sneaky git and it was just every single turn was a foul every single turn was was just absolute carnage and we were seeing a lot of that or hearing a lot of that from tournaments elsewhere in the country we were quite lucky we didn't see a lot of that in beachhead um which was our big 11s tournament uh but definitely definitely heard of uh and basically every team was just fudging a sneaky gear player on there to just have a foul blitz every single turn which Mm -hmm. you know is in the rules or was in the rules so i I guess this is the first one here sneaky git what do you think about the change on this one i think it's healthy i think Mm. it's healthy i think the skill did too much especially when you consider sort of what a lot of skills do in the game this was just really good and it made it was used every turn basically which not many skills are um outside of like even like dodge, I guess maybe, but like um, well, even block, you know. I think we talked about this. Milton, yeah, when we were looking at your rosters, as we were like, well, do you take sure hands and use it twice a game, or do you use block and use it every other every, turn? Yeah, mm. well, sneaky git is a skill that you can, for all intents and purposes, just freely use without fear of retribution every single turn, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Without much fear. But usually it's this really quite low risk to get sent off, isn't it? Right. And I think because of that, we're seeing it like on elf teams, which just doesn't really feel that thematic, I guess. Like it's, they're not a fouling team. Like fouling is something that is quite, you know, risky. It should be. It's powerful. 
So and because yeah. it's an agility skill, it's easy to fit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think if you remember back to when it came out and the skill first came. I think we all got like quite excited by Sneaky Git, going, actually, that's really good and it's really powerful. And that's probably what it wasn't designed to do. It was probably designed to enable you to foul rather than to sort of make a buff up fouling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you you bang on there. I mean, the Sneaky Git. I never really came up against the spam sneaky git in tournaments. Um, You've never played Adam then. <laughs> well, well, yeah, all right, that's fair. But Adam doesn't need skills to foul you. Um, but that's Adam Pike, everybody. You, 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 you'll know of Adam Pike. Um, but I did come across it in league games. Uh, but in league games, it just feels a little bit more sparing because it's 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 a dude, and that's kind of his thing. Um, I think as a as a weapon, as it, it was then i uh, yeah i mean i i know that as an individual element it's fine isn't it uh and i'm just looking at the old school rules the old crp rules from back in the day of 2013 um yeah it, it the old the old sneaky get during a foul action a player with a skill is not ejected for rolling doubles on the armor roll unless the armor roll was successful it's no movement no no running around so that was uh mm -hmm kind of brings it in line kind of reverts it back to pre-2016 milk you look you look contemplative yeah i just wonder like whether it's change will mean that we'll see it like considerably less as a used skill or whether people will still feel like they're going to take it well i could i could say in league in the old wobble league my gutter runner got sneaky get as a random um and it was actually great i didn't think i'd be using it but on a gutter runner well yeah, that was awesome nine like that's yeah outrageous. and i and like later in the league when i kind of like i guess i guess clocked but also more when i could afford more gutters so he wasn't you know like one of two um i was just using it all the time because it was like why not and you can that's... he can just catch up mm. but now now i absolutely would not have used that because i'm no way committing a gutter runner to fouling and being out of position mm. and next to someone who's going to be down and probably going back up again. Like, yeah, it's... So I think, so, yeah, I think so a lot of players like that would really just never it, use it. It, it. So I wonder whether or not, like, the skill was originally, like, worded the way it was with the movement because of the introduction of the random skill. So it meant that, like, if you rolled a random skill and you got that, like, you're not in a position to do exactly what you just said, which is, well, I've just rolled a random skill. I've got a sneaky get on this player who's a really important positional. Now what am I going to do with that skill? Because, like, there's no way that I'm going to, like, bring him over there to that guy that's on the floor and foul him because he's not going anywhere. Yeah, but a safe pair of hands exists. Like, <laughs> I, like <laughs> there are so many skills which you would get random and just be completely useless. Yeah, no, I definitely. But I think I think what you're both saying is that that, that, make, that made it more of a... A usable skill for mm. whereas i think it, it's a targeted skill now right it's yeah. like i want to take this because i want to foul with this piece it's not a case of i might as well foul with this piece which is where your gutter runner was was kind of like well i might as well like i know it's a i don't know like a mm -hmm. one in 12 chance of it going wrong but that's fine i can i can live with that whereas now it's a case of well, it's a one in 12 chance of it going wrong but that piece is out of position like you said and if you roll it on a position or the on a roll it on a position or you don't want him to be in the wind because mm -hmm. that's how dead things happen. Um, so, so would it be fair to say that like it's 
probably a good thing for exhibition play, but maybe it kind of takes away a little bit from league. Marginally, I think. Yeah, uh, that's but, probably fair. Yeah, I think you think you bang on. Right, next up is the big one. Bombardier. So uh, I think we all talked about this a, a couple of months ago and have it's been a meme. It's been a running meme. And then Cindy landed and it just it kind of just looked horrific. Uh the bomber was everywhere. And it, it was a bomber, the star player was egregious. Bringing in Cindy, also egregious. So the FAQ did some stuff to address bombardiers. Excuse me, sorry, that's my Pepsi Max cherry. Um Add the following bullet points to Bombardier. If the player performing the throw bomb special action is hit by their bomb and placed prone, either as a result of a fumbled throw or being hit by the explosion, then a turnover is caused. And I'm going to go straight into the second point here, which is uh, basically you remove the final bullet point, which says you apply a plus one modifier either to armor or injury. So basically Bombardiers will now cause a fumble if they blow themselves up and place themselves prone as the cause of their bomb and they lose mighty blow on the explosion i think i think we hit the first bit first because i mean i always found it a bit weird that if you threw a bomb and it hit your bomber and your bomber went prone nothing happened that i i remember when we kind of twigged that that was the rule i can't remember if that got faq'd uh like i think it got faq'd because it moved the bomb action from the end of the turn because of, there was a consequence so mm -hmm. no consequence so i'm i'm gonna do it i mean i'll be honest like i was playing it that way to begin with when i when i had bomber out when he first came out because i just made the assumption you know if he's going to drop drop the bomb and then someone came over to me at the tournament and was like i oh, know it's not a turnover in fact you, you know it doesn't matter and then i was like exactly what you said ian and that from that point on i was like well there's no consequence to me throwing the bomb so before i bother moving any of my pieces into a place where they might get hit i'm just going to start throwing the bomb at the start which 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 feels weird. So for me, like this change makes sense. It was how I felt it played naturally in the first place. Um, so I'm pretty pretty happy to see it. I think it, it definitely feels like the right right way to go. Yeah, and from looking back at the CRP, the the old CRP rule was that if any of your active players, if any of your any player on your team got hit by your bomb, it caused a turnover. So that's how we were used to playing it. We we transitioned into this edition, and yeah, mm -hmm. you're kind of thinking. I remember that for the first kind of year, we were like, uh, right, I've hit my own guy. Let's just check and see what happens. It doesn't say it's a turnover. Is that right? No, okay, it's fine. It's not a turnover and everything was fine. Um, and I actually think that this is a beautiful sweet spot because it lands in line with everything else you do in this game. Everything you do is risk, but it's risk management in Blood Bowl, right? Like, okay, which order do I want to do things because something's going to go wrong here? And if my guy falls over, if my guy punches himself in the face, it's a turnover and I'm run out. And then it was kind of like, Bombs was just like, yeah, YOLO, like, start the turn, spin the wheel, see what happens. Like, might as well throw a bomb and, and then my turn begins. So it was kind of like like a just a no-brainer, um, which... I think now it puts bombers in the it, it makes it a choice like you know if you've got a fanatic 
it always feels like an awesome thing to go mincing around with a fanatic but there's always that chance that, that you're going to skull yourself out and that's going to be your turn are you going to or you're going to frenzy block with a big guy into a bad situation and that's going to be the end of your turn like it, it's got that risk reward thing now um that i think is i think it just makes sense it, like you said milton it just feels right um, yeah definitely and and you know what you were saying about like the your own players getting blown up with the bomb I ended up having masses of discussions around that. There was loads of confusion as to whether or not, you know, knocking your own players goes down. But you're right. I, I think it's it's fair to say that if your bombardier messes up the bomb, then that makes sense as a sort of a, a turnover. But I think, yeah, the if it, knocking your own guys over is fine because That's you kind of, well, 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 no, you kind of already lose out. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you've already knocked your guys over. So you've already taken that that risk, as it were, the fact that you've thrown the bomb so close to to your own guys that you've managed to knock them over. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's a pretty good sweet spot. It's, it's how I'd have anticipated it playing out. The, the only thing that I would probably change um, is I like that this now lines up with basically everything else you do in the game. The only thing that I think is a little bit out out of sorts now is if you throw teammate and knock a friendly player over that's a turnover now if you throw a bomb and knock a friendly player over it's not a turnover that's the only thing that's slightly skew if but actually this brings it more into line than it used to be which was just yolo so you know what that's one step closer to trying to have a consistent factor there we'll, we'll come back to the mighty blow thing because i think i think we'll touch on um touch on the the next point very quickly as well which is chainsaw add the following to the fourth bullet point this will result in a turnover now there's a little bit of a typo here i believe um i'm very confident that this is meant to represent if you get a kickback on your chainsaw and break your own armor it causes a turnover technically because it says add the fourth bullet point technically at the moment it's triggering a turnover if you break armor on anybody I think, I mean, I, I did the video with a very clear assumption that that is going to be changed and Trips and I checked right at the beginning of the recording just to see if there was a new version of it. That is going to be changed. I, I would bet, I would, I can bet my house now, actually, that that is going to get changed. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I really wouldn't. <laughs> uh, technically, I don't have a house right now, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is definitely going to be changed. So for the purposes of this conversation about the rule, not about the FAQ landing. I feel like that'll be a different discussion. But of the rule where a chainsaw, if you have kickback and you cut yourself in half, it causes a turnover. Again, I think that that makes sense. Yeah. What was it back in 2016 or one of the older editions? Was it, was it like that? Ooh, I think that it is. was. I'm trying to visualize Blood Bowl 2. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when you chainsaw someone in that, and it is, I think, it's, I'm just picturing like the like, you know, the big like horn <laughs> after a turnover, try, after a chainsaw tries to activate. Does it though? It feels right. Because it does feel right. If, if you're going to slice yourself up, it doesn't feel like the kind of thing that as a coach you go, oh, well, <laughs> what else can I do? <laughs> yeah. Because like with throw teammate, I think where it felt really different was because the guy you're throwing isn't the player that's activating. That's just like a casualty of war. Like the player that you've chosen to do something is doing everything great. They're picking up a guy and loving it. It doesn't matter what happens. 
That's why I think the throw teammate one's weird because that's one that's like break sequence, like animal, uh, yeah, un- animal savagery, hit mm. a guy over, no problem, Fine. carry on. Yeah. And like, because it's not their activation, but that's why I think like with the bomber and the chainsaw, when they're doing it themselves and they like murderize themselves, it's just like, you have failed to do the thing I've told you to do. Turn over. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, exactly that. It's the same as the bomber situation, isn't it? And yeah. and the secret, the secret weapons are supposed to be like a risk high reward you know like they're obviously fantastic when they go well not you know but there's got to be that element of risk that kind of that that Keep chance that mind. for it to go i'm gonna wrong i'm gonna bring that up later okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna it, reference it does, that later. i'll hold on to it chainsaw yeah. and the old rules caused you to be knocked down which did cause a turnover so okay. if you if you cut your own armor, it would knock you down, and you would end up as a as a turnover yeah. as well. So again, so we're just just back to that. Yeah. yeah, which feels feels right, which feels right to me. Um, we've got a couple of other bits on the rules seg, and then I think we'll do the we'll do the big discussion bit. Uh, this one I although abs- Ben, I think we sh- we should really emphasize it feels right if they reword it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's gonna get reworded. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, you're the one who should be worried. It's your house. <laughs> no, no, no. This one, this one's fine. I imagine in a corporation, it takes time to actually get somebody to upload something and someone to release it, uh, based on. It's almost like they should check it before they put it out. Mm, yeah, that's, that's that's corporations for you, I reckon. Um, you know, I've got some stories that I can't tell due to NDAs. So, uh, star players, page ninety-two, add the following to the end of the second paragraph: star players that must be hired as a pair, such as Drool and Dribble, or the Swift Twins, count only as a single star player choice, but they count as two players. So, I love this for two reasons. One, it means you can now have four star players on your team if you take, for example, Drool and Dribble and uh, Grack and Crowberry. I think it's wicked. Um, I think I think it. Uh, the other thing is, from match play point of view, if you're using the game's workshop match play rules for a tournament, it means you can actually now run Amazons with Drawl and Dribble. You can actually run Drawl and Dribble in a Lizardman team, which is just incredibly important because Drawl and Dribble are amazing. Um, so I like that fix. Uh, I like that it adds a few more rosters to the build. I genuinely don't think that's going to cause any problems. Any thoughts on that one? No, I think that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. Like they come. They come as a package. There was there was so many questions after the match play guide came out, and was just like, you can't physically run these. Yeah. You know, you know, there was so many kind of. Does it make any sense? No, I think no. most people have been kind of playing it that way anyway. I mean, it was yeah. That's definitely how. Yeah, it definitely feels right. Um, yeah. So it's nice to have that that clarified. Uh, desperate measure, razzle dazzle. This is something that we clarified on our little tournament doc, isn't it? Uh, the player may perform two actions rather than one, but may not perform the same action twice. Additionally, a player may not perform two different actions that both contain a move action, such as a blitz followed by a move. So that's what we call... That's good they clip that up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's bang on. Right, Blood Bowl match play guide. Star players, we've just done that. <laughs> this one, the Amazon oh. costs. A uh, couple of faux pas on this one here. Uh, in... At the back of the Amazon book, they had the College of Heavens roster updates. The costs for the players were different than the main costs, which means that College of Heavens got the Amazon dudes cheaper. Uh, this spike corrects two of those players, but does call them both blitzers, uh, which I think is... You can't tell. <laughs> which I think is hilarious based on yeah. the positionals. Um, yeah. 
that that befits Amazon's. Uh, but I like that they've corrected the costs, and I super like that this landed a week after Dorset Dungeon Bowl. Yeah, that'd have been yeah. the nightmare. Given that you can take six of them. Yeah. Okay. You can still take six, but you probably can't Why? afford it now. <laughs> Because I think yeah, there's yeah, a few okay, people yeah. in the Discord having to rework rosters for the Games Workshop uh, July oh. Dungeon Bowl tournament. Bet, I bet there is. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, thank God. So I was treading the six <laughs> Amazon Blitzer block or whatever they are. Oh, they're still oh. taking them. They're just, <laughs> yeah, it's just something else that they're not taking. Um, do you know what? The straightening out of the costs makes sense to me. It's it is it is it is funny given how like the the blitzer and the blocker kind of look the wrong way around and now they're just both called blitzers. Uh and in my opinion, one of them's a catcher. So I don't know. Amazons. Amazons. They're all catchers, really. Uh no change to the tier list. So orcs are still getting a little bit of a free ride, but I don't hear complaining about it too much, other than oh, orcs are a bit too good to be in tier two. Which is fine like awesome to play orcs like some team in tier two's got to be the top of tier two right yeah exactly so if you moved orcs up from tier two it would be our oh, humans are too good to be in tier two and if you move humans up it'd be our oh, elven unions a bit too good to be in tier two there's always going to be a top team and do you know what most of the time it's a skill so i don't know i'll worry about it orcs are great orcs are one more block greater milton's thinking maybe i should take orcs instead um yeah uh right that's that's everything in the faq that's everything in the faq how do we all feel uh, okay I'm, I'm pretty much we had a little discussion before we did the podcast and I, I'll, I'll just go out and say like i really do empathize with a lot of the online community in terms of like i feel this is really weirdly targeted i like everyone agreed there should and were expecting bomber changes um but it feels like a lot of the things they've done to address addresses bombs and i don't think people really had an issue with bombs i think people had an issue with bomber and cindy and the fact they were in like almost every list and i think a lot of the things they've done just really does hurt like goblin and snotling team snotling's kind of fair but goblin teams in particular like their one bomber is now like not that great and goblins taking bomber wasn't really the issue it was like dwarves taking cindy or something um <laughs> and yeah so i can see i can totally see why and i really want to see a designer's commentary on every single one of these because i want to know the decisions that went behind like we did this because this, or we did this because we felt like this and kind of where they're receiving that because like, that's not what I've seen. Like that's not what, that's not the complaints that I've seen personally. So, so. sneaky git. I mean, it's, it's the triumvirate, isn't it? It's sneaky git, chainsaw and bomber and bombs have all come together and they're all kind of the three important parts of the goblin playbook. Um, so sneaky git, I mean, I think, you know, yes, that's a bit of a, a strategy change. That's that's a fair one, but I don't think. I, I, I mean, that's that's an interesting one. Like the bomb causing a turnover, 
I think makes a lot of sense, just from a rules point of yeah. view. And changing the chainsaw to match the bomb and the fanatic, because if they land on their face, it's a turnover. I like that. You know what? That's actual work at aggregating a rule. Because I mean, God, we, we, you know, we, we've, we either run a league or we run tournaments, and we, we, we're kind of in that point of trying to explain the rules to people using kind of heuristics and logic we're like the story says that this is what a turnover is if your guy messes up then it's a turnover so actually those bits are lining up with that turnover thing i feel like the narrative makes sense so that's that's kind of fine so the chainsaw following up with that is again all right the um you're not wrong though ben i mean the issue was cindy and bomber just being everywhere yeah um, and they were cheap because why but, wouldn't you take them but well, yeah but that that's a really interesting point i mean they're still cheap so why wouldn't you still take them because if you're going to a tournament and you've got a tournament package and you're at like 1.1 or 1.2 or something or, or somewhere in between well why wouldn't you just throw <laughs> the equivalent got, of a re-roll at a bomber? 50k I mean, left and your re-rolls yeah. are 60k yeah like uh, why why wouldn't you take them I'd be surprised if we see an, a massive reduction in their use. I still think, you know, they're going to be a fairly popular choice, no? Ben's double-checking. Have I got to actually 50k? Yeah, man. Well, yeah, 50, uh, 50k for Bomber and Cindy. Yeah. That's, I kept thinking it was 80. Oh, that's even worse. No, yeah. You did say it earlier, but I, I just, I thought yeah. I had a typo yeah, no, on, on the numpad. No, um, uh, I think yeah. I blocked it in my mind. I, the turnover thing gets a, a massive green raging tick. Like, from a rules point of view, yeah, I like that. The, I mean, I, I guess the question is to be asked, do you think this would have gone down better if they just racked the cost up for, for, for Bomber and Cindy to 100k instead of 50k? I think if they were 80k, like Acorn it would be okay i think a hundred's possibly a bit much no for what they are because i mean they they can they can be like they can be taken out reasonably easily oh, yeah. i think a hundred would still be a choice i i think a hundred would have been absolutely fine it's a choice and that's the difference isn't it is it, it it's it's free at the moment very much like sneaky yep. it used to be like it's a free foul why not it's a free include of a bomber on almost every team in the game that yeah definitely became a bit egregious now what i will I, say i think that's where they had the the two ways to go though wasn't it they had the you either go after the bomb and how the bomb works and the detail or you go after the roster build that allows you to squeeze it in and Goblin coaches will hate the fact that they took option A as opposed to option B because option B punished everyone squeezing a goblin secret weapon onto a roster and option A punished anything that was a secret weapon. What? What? Uh, I forget what it's called now. The allegiance thing, whatever it is. Um, the star player rule. Is she old world alliance, Cindy? Yeah. Uh, old world classic, rather yes yeah okay yeah so yeah I, I don't know i just wondered whether they kind of didn't want to like up the price of bomber because uh the badlands brawl set doesn't have an enormous amount of star players in it oh badlands um, brawls just had the almanac uh wave of uh, that's true yeah nobler scrapper and ripper kind of arrived 
to the party. Um, mm, yeah, it, that's true. It, I think it's what what you guys said at the beginning, which is a case of uh, they just they just they're just an auto pick for every roster. It's like in Magic the Gathering. It's like having a really sweet colorless card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like well, why am I not going to take a three mana four four? Because I can. And yeah, it's kind of well in this case it's a one mana two one tapper. Uh, everybody. Yeah, it, it's like I mean I I never really played bomber. But that was my choice because I didn't want to, and so it's like it was up there with people um, shouldn't have to have that mindset of rap like, boy for you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of you know, like you know, being a special snowflake and things. I like like not doing the thing, but like um, I, I that's why again, what I really want to see the designer commentary. I want to see them say we didn't up the price of Bomber and Cindy because of this. I want to see them say maybe we upped the price to a hundred. 100k 120k and we found that they weren't being picked and then at that point i'll say well, what about 90 percent of the star player roster? Yeah, what about gretchen <laughs> yeah so it's like it seems like a really I, I don't understand why they didn't do that and i feel like it would have been easier than changing bomb rules because then you're not changing rulebook rules you're just changing the cost of a player which it seems like less intrusive um but it I, still gives you a low value inducement that you can go after. Particularly, you have so see, many that aren't star players. You do, but it, it's we've seen it taken a lot in leagues as a potentially game changing inducement. But the yeah, then there shouldn't be fifty k. Like yeah, that's it. Might go I think a, bit, the a bit wrong. <laughs> late, late in the league, uh, when I was running Blackhawks, Bomber was an auto pick. Uh, you can make him back with after the game ends with the dedicated fan money. That was how I was mm. doing it. I was farming yeah. away. I had my six dedicated fans. I was going to earn basically 50, 60k. So it was just that and I'll buy a bomber for free. Obviously, they have fixed that a bit with, with, the, with the purchasing rules. Um, the the mighty blow bit, uh, I, I don't massively care about. Um, and this is as a person who, like, I. Snotlings, right? Of my main three teams, you've got Skaven who can take bomber, but eh. uh, Black Orcs who take bomber, and I used bomber a lot to to great success. Got into the semi-finals with my Black Orcs, and then Snotlings, who you know I was on top table at with with Sandball a couple of years ago with bomber. Uh, well, no, not with bomber. Did I take bomber? I think I might have actually. No, I think I just took the two fungus flingers. Uh, no. Yes, two fungus flingers who were just awesome, and mighty blow. It's an added perk. Like I, I, I this is interesting. Like the the bombers being nerfed in this way affects snotlings twice as much because they run two bombers. Uh, but actually, the way they use bombs is tempo, not removal. And mm. I think I think that's the shift here with bombers. Bombers have now gone from um just a free shot every time at a guy and maybe it'll kill a dude to now it's a case of right okay it's a risk and it's going to be a tempo play where it's probably going to knock some guys prone as opposed to remove them now mighty blow is great like it's just great so moving that makes it a little bit softer it feels like a, a confluence of independently fine changes uh just have they've just coalesced because actually if you play, uh, I don't know, pick a team that isn't goblins here that's going to run bomber. Black Orcs, right? If I run Black Orcs against Milton's slam team uh, and I take bomber, bomber's still going to affect the game, 
it's just going to be significantly less egregious and and it's not going to be a bomb for the yolo at the beginning of the turn that's just a free punch with mighty blow every turn which is what it was on a team that had no right running it um it's now going to be a case of like i've got a toolkit here that bomber goes from being just free removal to kind of a, a bit of a wizard on the pitch like i've got a chance to knock some dudes prone and open up a cage but it's a risk and i, I think i think if that's how bomber had entered this zone or how that's how bombs had entered this edition i genuinely don't think anybody would care i think they would have gone oh i remember the last edition where bombs had mighty blow oh yeah fair enough but it was a bit much wasn't it yeah it was a bit and that would mm. have been the talk um but because we've had this 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 egregious bomb for it's kind of like a free. case of this is you know uh um sorry i was playing cnc generals again uh football yeah. is the cia yeah i i hear what you're saying i i'm gonna bring up the thing i said to milton earlier with the he mentioned risk and reward and i think that's kind of like so what you're saying is you're kind of a you're you're lowering the risk of the bomb as it so no sorry you're, you're actually increasing the risk of the bomb by having the turnover um and the um the reward is you know less removal no, wait, that's not how, what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm going to restart. I'm going to restart to my original point. I was trying to tie in with what you said, but it's kind of unrelated. Um, so it was talking about the risk and reward. And I say with like goblin teams is their risk would be taking a bomb that is like, you know, cause carnage, could take out your own players, um, can, you know, even kill the bomber himself. Um, and the reward was causing carnage to the enemy team that's kind of was their their identity and um like i feel that's been quite taken out now with these changes and they've lost a lot of that like you know bombs are here to do damage remove things make your players day miserable and they're going to want to try and get rid of it otherwise they're going to just be suffering losses like him being on the table is like a real problem that the, the reward for a goblin team might be winning a game very rare <laughs> let's be honest but like it's not like suddenly now goblins and even snotlings are gonna like decimate like i I don't know i don't know it's just like i know what you mean i know what you mean like with with the bombs it's you've you've raised the risk and lowered the reward um pretty much yeah yeah exactly bomber on every other team but goblins feels bang on the money exactly and that is why I don't think Bomber and Cindy should be in the game at all. <laughs> but... Right. Okay. I was just I was just looking at it. I was trying to I was trying to work out. I was like, how much how much was Bomber in the last edition? And I think he was only sixty K and Cindy was only fifty. And so They were much more restricted with teams that can take, right? Yeah. So it was Chaos Pact, Goblin, Ogre, Orc, or Underworld for Bomber, but you know you're talking orc and underworld here as like you know reasonably high. Well, this is maybe 2016 edition. Yeah, underworld was not so good, was it? Because of the until the the rule change, and and yeah. then they got the um. But 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't. I don't know. Were, were people using them still a lot? I mean, halfling. Well, Cindy, Cindy could only play for halflings, so that's like a big thing. But is it just like the the, the team access that's the problem? Maybe also star access. There are more. <laughs> yeah. This is this, that, that is what I said earlier. Because yeah. because effect, effectively, other than the mighty blow thing, they've not really changed from the last edition. Other than more teams have access to them now. Yeah. So, so it's it's not that the actual like players have changed. It's just the fact that more people can use them. Yeah. And, we, and we've got goblin coaches who are feeling quite picked on this week, and and desperately wishing they'd played all their league games last week with Bomber in. Um, <laughs> uh, we had that in our our local league. Uh, uh, changed changed the inducements a little, but. The I think the moving of the bomb from being the thing that you can do because there's no consequence to the thing you still can do, but you've got to think of the consequence. That will reduce the number of bombs thrown because you roll one on other things and therefore there's a turnover. But the goblins can still, and it's yeah, it's difficult, but you can still try and skill up a bomber. And a skilled up bomber starts to get away from some of the risk that these rule tweaks have brought in. Skilled up bomber costs more than the star player you can induce. He's already skilled. Ah, okay, that's a really good thing. That's a really good thing to talk about. So I mentioned it in our chat before the the show um, a bit earlier. I was like, with the with the rules change. Uh, sorry, would, would a price increase on bomber, for example, hurt goblin players? And would introducing something along the lines of Okay, well, bombers a hundred k, except for goblins, you know, because you get like the bribe rule for for whatever. Except for goblins, because he's a goblin, they can have him at fifty. That be like a fair halfway house. I don't know. I don't really play goblins, and I actually wouldn't mind that. I think that'd be fine. I think they'd obviously play in with bribery and corruption, which means you know blackhawks are going to be taken at half price as well, which could still be a problem. Yeah, I don't. Well, have we seen a lot of like? Winning black orc lists with yeah, uh, besides Ben, black orcs, uh, black orcs with with bomber is is is. It's is, not the worst. Is, is, it, it's, Who else it, has bribery and corruption? Mid mid tier. Uh, Didn't they win beachhead? <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, and, yeah and with bomber, bomber, bomber was true, bomber wasn't it? Yeah, with black <laughs> a, a you uh, have to have bomber in them, as as you were saying. As soon as you get to the dedicated fans of sort of four dedicated fans, bomber was a free star for black orcs with little consequence and lots of upside. Yeah, he's, yeah. A free, he's still a, they're both still free stars. I think, I think it's a tough one. It's because I mean these guys between them can play for probably twenty four out of the thirty teams in Blood Bowl. And that's not fair. Probably about twenty two of the twenty nine teams in Blood Bowl they can have one of these two bombers. So yes, it sucks that the the confluence of events here has taken edge away from goblins. We saw this at the beginning of the edition where Underworld got triple nerfed. They got swarming change. They got tier change and they got hack flame cost change. That all happened, but because they were sitting at sixty-five percent win rate, everyone was like, "Yeah, fair enough." Uh, mm. But because goblins are sitting at thirty, well, they've, they've gone up. I think they're at about forty percent win rate. They're the bot. They're still the bottom. It is a bit like, oh man, like that. That just feels a little bit, a little bit worse. But actually, I, I think what we're doing here is the the rule bit that is actually the case is every other team that's running bomber has got a choice to make like trip said like am i going to be throwing as many bombs probably not is the effect going to be as violent 
no. Like actually, if you're playing against Bomber, he's now gone from a 50k, 200k impact to a 50k, 100k impact. In the case of right, he's going to be a nuisance as opposed to, ugh, this is not fun. And I think I think that's that's the the, the sad thing is that we've we've taken that. We've got rid of the, oh, yeah, bomber, here we go again. We're going to spend, of this two-hour match, we're going to spend 25 minutes of it throwing bombs. Uh, it takes that away. That's now going to be 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes of the game, which is going to be better games all the way around from like a design point of view. The problem is that the goblins, who are a small subset of the player base, but they are one of the most passionate, as they should be, because like you said, BT, they, they don't play Blood Bowl. They play Blood stuff like mm. and their fun is to run around fouling dudes blowing up stuff and chainsawing guys and every single part of, like their identity just got worse yeah uh, and the ones in the league which you kind of dread to face because you don't know how many people are going to come out of their life but the I only game great. i lost with my black orcs was two goblins <laughs> uh was two goblins with bomber and and you know what i it was it was I mean, it was against Greenskin Phil, so... It was yeah, I mean, it's not uh, really yeah, goblins, it's, it's, it? I don't mind that one, but it was kind of like, yeah. And I think it's... It is it is tough. And I, I genuinely think the only reason they've got such a low winning percentage compared to the other stunty teams is because the other stunty teams can take superstars. They can take Hackflem or Griff. Uh, whereas yeah. goblins, goblins don't have a ball carrier, so they miss that 5% win rate in tournaments because they don't have that player. Um, and scrapper's the best they've got and scrapper's not not hack phlegm and <laughs> it's not yeah. riff so i think that's why the goblin win percentage is so low compared to other stunties because they don't have that get out of jail free card uh and this is this is definitely gonna hurt goblins but this just puts them back to how they were six years ago and that's 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 i it. wouldn't mind seeing the the old ripper doom diver thing come back i wouldn't mind seeing scrapper come back i think that was quite fun Having you know doom divers and scrappers score your touchdowns. Yeah, but I mean to, 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 to your point though, Ben, along the lines of what would the design designers' commentary be for changing these rules instead of changing just the cost? Yeah. Um, the turnover bit, I think, I think is a really good chance. To I agree with make, you. About it. Make a rule sensible in that one. Yeah, it's uh, healthy. Yeah, that one I like. I like. Uh, the the mighty blow bit is kind of a case of I think the mighty blow. I think it had to be one of the two at this point of raising the cost or lessening the impact. And we've got to acknowledge that Games Workshop is a company that sells cool models. Um, so I, I I don't I don't believe that this was a case of like well we need to keep selling the models so we're going to keep the, the cost low. I think it was a case of let's just have bombs be less of a big thing in the game and so that people play more blood bowl than bomb bowl and if the bomb is less impactful it's going to be less impactful and people may take it less and if they don't if they still take it it's going to impact less you're going to lose less to murders from bombs as you are to play in a good run game or a cool throw teammate and if that if that was the deal i get it it is a shame for goblins, but if 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 it's being nerfed so that you move away from bombing stuff all the time and start playing more running to score a touchdown, then actually I, I think as far as Blood Bowl goes, that that's actually quite healthy. But as I, as as has been pointed out, I am a Skaven shill and I do like scoring touchdowns. 
waving at my award from Warhammer World because uh, touchdowns are kind of what the game is about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sorry, yeah. when you're saying about Games Workshop, I, I won't carry on too long. We'll probably start wrap this up. But like um, with the selling models aspect, like I would also question though, are they losing tournament players who aren't going to tournaments? Because well, every tournament is just bomber, 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 and they're just well, fed up. Well, I'll add to that, Ben, because uh, something I noticed was that uh, Rob has decided to ban Bomber and Cindy from Sambo. Yeah. And then I started looking at other tournaments, and they were doing the same thing. So yep. if they're getting banned anyway, like, who's buying them? True. But this um, might stop them from needing to be banned, which means that you yeah, can still... I would rather... You can still yeah. run your star player I, model. And that's something that we see at tournaments. We, uh, we always let people take the star players because you buy a sweet Griff model because you love Griff model. And when can I play Griff? Oh, you can't. You have to go in a tournament and hope that your opponent's got 300k more than you. And it's just a bit like, wow, I'm really glad I spent this money in, on this model I love. Whereas if you go to a tournament, you can run it and be like, I like the idea of this. I want to get this to the tabletop and you can do it. So if by nerfing rules, it means that there's models that aren't banned, which means that people who just want to play with the model can actually play with the model. Then I think that's, again, like that's, yeah. what, that's what I want for the game. I want every model to be viable and every team to be viable so that people can buy the models they want to buy and play a game with it. Um, which is which is why it's so upsetting about Gretchen is because she's trash and such a cool model, yes. such a cool it, idea. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the Pongo one as well is really cool. I was like, I keep I keep thinking more about this sort of um, the the kind of the price thing um, about what you were saying about the bribery and corruption. I was thinking about Cindy because Cindy's Cindy's a bit of an old, a, a weird one. I'd say she's probably stranger than Bomber in the sense that Bomber has the Badlands brawl. One. So he plays for he plays for other greenskins, but Cindy just like plays for everyone, right? <laughs> like every, every like sort of. Well, Bomber's got Underworld as well, hasn't he? So he plays for everyone. Yeah, it's well, just they're, they're kind of they're kind of neutral. But it's it's a half it's the halfling team, the only one with the halfling thimble cup rule. Yeah. Yes. Right. So you could do the same thing with her, which is raise her up to hundred k and say she's fifty k for the halfling thimble cup. And I know what you said about the bribery and corruption being on the Black Orcs, and it would create like, what it would do is it would create like a weird sort of Black Orc bomber meta, which would just be fine because it would just be like one well, kind of play, play style that's just over there. And if you see it, you go, oh, okay, it's Black Orcs and Bomber again. Not, it's yeah, every other team. It's not with bomber. Steven and Bomber. It's not yeah. Underworld and Bomber. Yeah, um, and then it becomes more manageable, doesn't it? Because you can, can deal with it. I don't know. I just keep thinking about it. I like I like that idea. I think they could still go ahead with that, even with the other rule changes. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, yeah, I still just want to see them removed from the game. Keep bombs to keep bombs to stunty. That's a that's keep identity a, fresh. That's it. That's, 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 that's an interesting one. I think. Yeah. I think. Um. Yeah. I think. I think this is going to help. Uh, and I think it's potentially the best middle ground. Yeah, for sure. All the factors. I think it's just got that beautiful confluence of just making everybody a bit miserable. Uh, we're still going to see Bomber. You're still going to play against yeah. Bomber. I'm you can so still tired. play Bomber, and he's just a bit. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think it's going to be as bad. And I, I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, a kind of well negotiated middle ground. And I think it from a, from any one angle, it looks bad but if you look at like the the whole i think it's a 
I think it's just a bit bad spread amongst. I, I think goblins have just got a bigger issue in this edition. I, I, I genuinely don't think it's got. I don't think. I don't think there's anything wrong with goblins. I think it is just that the other stunty teams who should be down there with them at forty percent win rate have just got a cheeky five percent from Griff or a cheeky five percent from Hackflam. Or ogres that can run both of them. Yeah, man. The artillery train. Yeah. Have you, has any of you seen anyone actually take ogres with both? No. I mean, the, we were in this weird kind of meta at the moment where we were, everyone's kind of like either banning them or they're running the World Cup rule set, which mm. is just... Yeah, I won't let you do that. Yawn and no stars anyway. So mm. it's kind of an interesting one. Uh, but I don't think we're going to see. I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to feel Cindy's impact until the winter. And I don't actually think that because of these these rules, I don't think she's going to make a massive splash. Uh, and let you know what? That's brilliant. That's that's nice. I'm really happy with that. I think Bomber was just a bit, a bit of a big flash. And yeah, I think you're right, guys. I think if it had just been Badlands brawls, Bomber probably wouldn't have caused a massive issue. Uh, I think it was because Underworld, Skaven with Bomber, it's just, why would you not? Like Black Orcs, fair enough. Like, that's maybe, but Black Orcs are really slow. So, you know what? And I think this is the thing about Orcs. Like, people are like, well, Orcs shouldn't be tier two. But like, yeah, but Orcs are slow. Like, Orcs are not like, do, 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 touchdown. And I'm going to bomb you some stuff, steal the ball, and do, 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 touchdown. Yeah. Orcs are like, I'm just going to fight yeah. you. And uh, when you give up, I'm going to score a touchdown. Uh, and Blackhawks do the same thing, and it's kind of like that's all right, I think. It's a tough one. Like it's uh, it's a really interesting yeah. thing, but uh, I can see I can empathise with the people who are frustrated though, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Makes me want to makes me want to run goblins. Well, the element other element to it is if you go Games Workshop, the goblin team's like crazy expensive, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, that, that's, that's that's probably that's, is it the most expensive? I can't remember. Yes, I think yeah. you said. I think you said. Oh, it might have been Ren Renegades. Renegades. Yeah, but I think it was that was only if you buy a box of everything, so a box of Skaven yeah. for one Skaven and stuff like that. Otherwise, yeah. it's definitely yeah. goblins. But I yeah, think goblins took a hit when Snotlings turned up because Snotlings yeah. just do everything that goblins do, but just kind of a bit better. The mm. only thing they don't have is a fanatic and a chainsaw. That's literally it. Otherwise, they do everything else better. They're a little bit slower, but they're a better agility. They've got swarming. They've got two trolls. They've got bombers. They've got two of them. Uh, they've got hoppers. They've got two of them. Um, it's kind of snotlings rocked up and goblins were like, oh, cheers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and they got <laughs> they got hack phlegm as well. <laughs> oh, 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 man. And they can get the, um, they can't get the fanatic, can they? But they can get the other stuff through star players. They can get fungus. Yeah. Oh yeah, they can. They can get fungus. They can get nobbler. <laughs> but why would you when you can take hackflam and bomber? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, is there anything uh, in the FAQ that we haven't touched on that you want to touch on, or anything that you think uh, they missed or could have done done with doing as well? Uh, brief reading, but. I mean, typos are made, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I genuinely think that's a corporate thing. And I don't know if my my, what's happening in my work over the last kind of month is playing into this, but I just feel like at my work, everybody is stretched. Everything's last minute. And because of that, like silly things are happening. And I, I, yeah, I do get that. Got to assume that Games Workshop are exactly the same. 
I do get that, but they release these what like twice a year, <laughs> and they change like seven lines, and you're just like, oh come on, <laughs> just check them. It took us like it took it took anyone reading this like a nanosecond to realize it's wrong. It's no. not good for the optics when the thing you're tweaking is to fix the thing that you missed because you didn't check. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like the dungeon bowl cost. It's just like, okay, we're going to change these costs because we didn't double check them. Uh, whoops, we didn't double check. We got the names right. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't look great, okay? It doesn't look great. Okay, one thing I do want to bring up, and we touched on it briefly before. Um, the fact we haven't had any releases and we're kind of they're kind of ramping the rules up I, I just like for me and i i know you kind of said to me ben that there seems to be other people kind of discussing this are we on the verge of another rule book or another season or another yeah another another it, another change being being released i've been getting this in the comments for our videos like over the last week um, mm. which has been it's a it's a really interesting Ooh, pressing the letter T brings up Triplo. Hi, Trips. Wave to the camera. <laughs> uh, what have we said? What have we? What's the comment likely to be? I think it's box. And there's Ben. I saw a comment on Reddit which was just like, uh, "Here's something for the 2024 edition." And I was just like, <laughs> "Did I miss something?" Yeah. So I, was, I keep seeing. Yeah, I keep seeing something coming up, but I don't know. Uh, it seems. Brad. Brad Ready? Adams flagged it up on the NAF one. Ben mentioned uh, rumored next team being vampires and speculation on what we uh, what we might be getting in 2023. What's everyone's thought on this theory? Have we not seen a new team this year because we're getting a new edition starter box in November? It would have been three years since Nobility Blackhawks came out. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Adam Hines, still no blood news. Maybe the third season box set is coming this year. Would make sense with the three yearly cycle. Mm. Uh games workshop have previously done a box game preview day in july i think that was when they announced sons and it took months to the release so da, 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 da. um it's it's an interesting one because there's a lot of people kind of saying like i'm not confident they'd put vampires in a box set that seems like a, a strange team to well, put in a starter set i kind of thought that about nobility and blackhawks when we saw them because yeah they, uh, but actually nah that's your vanilla Warcraft orcs for yeah. humans, isn't it? Yeah, so... orcs, for, uh, different orcs for you, just humans. Grab brawler, like yeah. they have feathers on. <laughs> they're not weird, weird humans. They're not weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was thinking. I, I literally thought, like, my initial reaction was just like, it's way too early for another edition. But then there was four years between 2016 and 2020. It's just we haven't seen these three of them in this year, so. Yeah, they make a new rule set and then ask them to build Blood Bowl for it. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it's funny you say this. Uh, do, 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 do. I was just checking the comments to see if anyone else had come up with the same thing. Um, uh, what was it? I think... Um, I don't think this is what's happened, but if Blood Bowl 3 had landed properly in February time, then we probably wouldn't have noticed that there was a gap in the release schedule um like i'd be super surprised if that's how they planned it out to be like well we won't drop a team and take the the shine off blood bowl three because everyone would be like oh 
it's going to be years before this new so if they drop vampires in march and blood bowl 3 dropped in february and worked and everyone was like oh you know vampires here but actually when are they going to be on blood bowl 3 like i i don't i don't i don't have any faith in any corporation to actually line up anything like that but i don't think we would be that bothered if blood bowl 3 had landed on time and worked i think it'd be a case of ah, we don't need new edition because blood bowl 3's got half what's actually out of a tabletop and we're having such a good time with it that we just want more blood bowl 3 teams to catch up with tabletop um obviously that's not remotely been the case and we've had this big like ah oh, it's as empty as the moon um or is it well <laughs> truth is out there is the moon is the moon populated by aliens is it a uh is that where the next blood bowl team is actually gone to, <laughs> to, to be stocked just, just i bet on the other planet i bet on the other planet they have on the moon yeah uh, they've already got vampires on the other planet yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's a it's an interesting shout and i i there's so much about this edition of blood bowl that i i really enjoy mm. If they dropped a new edition, uh, you know, if you look at like Blood Bowl sixteen to Blood Bowl twenty, it, it got it got a lot better. It got really good, actually. If they did the same kind of progress and they could straighten out some things like bombers, costs, star player teams, trips favorite, wildly inaccurate, um, you know, if they could, if the, if the next edition tidies up that kind of stuff, that's just money. Like that would be. I, I, I just assume they will because of the way they titled it, like season two. It well, does make sense. You're going to have a season three. That, no, that, like yeah. is that that's what comes after two? I don't. <laughs> I like the idea of that. The just it would be interesting for Blood Bowl three to be season two, and then for season <laughs> three to to change the game. That uh, would. Uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know that it would have a massive jump. I think it would be more like. Uh, almost like a compendium because obviously we've had the uh, the spikes the almanacs all of the other bits and pieces and um and we do have the almanacs at the end of the year right which compile all of the spike rules add a few more bits and pieces so i don't i like it's within on this year <laughs> yeah it's, it's within it's within the realms of possibility isn't it of like making another rule book which is effectively a compendium of all of that all of the faq changes and then maybe some tweaks and or new teams or whatever to kind of build on because that's kind of how how it works isn't it like you know all of the releases kind of just build on is that on is that, top of what's already there? Is that what you meant by your three point five comment earlier, Ben? Yeah, about done D and D being three point five. Yeah, I mean that would that would mm. not be a bad thing, not by a flipping long shot. Um, uh, it's, yeah, that's that's. Oh man, I'd I'd be fine with anything right now. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, but if, if another star player, even that, even that would be cool. Um, as it's just difficult. We're in a, I think we're also in a bit of a tough spot because there are so many World Cup rule set tournaments kicking around, and the, they've just not allowed new stuff in. So it's kind of a case of like, have they? Like all the star players since July last year have not been allowed. So it, it's kind of a case of everything that Games Workshop have released in the last year is not allowed in the world cup rule sets and that's what a lot of people are playing so it's kind of like it i makes mean it feel worse it's not i know like obviously the naf and gw don't have affiliation or whatever 
But we've not not had any releases because of the World Cup, as in like they didn't want to drop a whole bunch of rules changes before World Cup goes on. Are, are we waiting until that's I, ended for stuff I, to come out? I would be absolutely blown away if the Games Workshop stakeholder uh, shareholders were uh, uh, holding off a release <laughs> so the NAF could make more money to spend on a website. Um... <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking for reasons as to why we've not had anything. Better, better conspiracies than that, Milton. Yeah. Just space again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Aliens. Aliens. Anyway, Slap, the, yeah. the ultimate takeaway... Oh, mate, Space Frogs. Let's do it. Um, the ultimate takeaway here is that for 95% of the games of Blood Bowl, Bomber got less egregious. Uh, and Goblins have taken a bit of a hit. They've, they've been knocked back down into 2016 edition. Um, and that is a bit of a shame. But I think... But it'll still probably be there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait to talk to, to, to Chris at club. Just be like, how yeah. to feel? He's gonna, he's, you know what Chris is like? He's going to be like, yeah, I lost Mighty Blow a bit, but... Still going to run. That's how it used to be, isn't it? Yeah. It's exactly yeah. what I think a lot of Goblin coaches are going to say. And it's just a case of, you know what? Just give him hack phlegm uh, and uh, let's move on. Like, just... They go, the Goblin coaches, they're going to come up with other some other sneaky, weird little tactic that the rest of us are going to go, oh, didn't see that coming. Nice build, nice play. I'm I'm actually genuinely intrigued in playing some some goblin uh, constructed because I, I I don't know it's interesting interesting to the printer anyway I think that's uh, everything on my list anything else you guys wanted to pick up on I think that's all good Ooh, okay then we will wrap up and our next episode is going to be when we're recording it in tournament isn't it. Yeah, that's in pod. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to that. Be wicked. And then, I don't know, do we want to do a pub lunch again or are we just going to have yeah, to do it? Food? Pub lunch, it is. Sounds good. Fantastic. Probably won't film at the pub lunch, but we might do. I don't know. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for hanging out and talking Blood Bowl. Milton, welcome back. It's nice to have you back, man. Yeah, um, it's good to be here. Yeah. Cool. Right. We should probably wrap up. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy bombing. Thanks. <laughs>